All right, BizzleCast listeners, welcome to the Bizzle's rapid response to Captain America Civil War, which I saw last night at 7.30 p.m. and had very high expectations going in. But at the same time, I felt like I knew what to expect from the movie. And indeed, that was the case. If you listen to the BizzleCast over the last couple months... Um, specifically the Captain America, uh, Civil War, you know, kind of, uh, you know, prelude or whatever that I did with my buddy Maddie G, aka Goose, uh, I predicted a lot of what happened in the movie. But it's nothing I'm taking credit for because it's in the comics or it's been out there or hypothesized. You know, the plot didn't really throw a lot of balls out there that, that we didn't already know about, but... I watch these movies for the characters and the character interactions and, of course, the great action scenes, of which this had many of different styles. If anything, the Russo brothers who directed it um, were specifically (laughs) going super close-up, shaky Jason Bourne style early in the movie, which is a huge departure uh, from their filming in The Winter Soldier, where it was pretty much steady cam from mid-range. You could see all the fighting going on, but the choreography was so fucking good, um, you know, that you just went with it. Uh, this went very Jason Bourne style, shaky cam. And I knew even at the time that I was watching uh, that it, that was because we were going to get a lot of far-off cams at the superhero fight. We We need the cameras back there to see everything that was going on. And indeed, that was the case. You know, the things I was most excited about in this movie were the ones that I knew were happening, but I didn't know how they were happening or how it was going to look. I will get Black Panther out of the way early because I will be talking about this a lot going forward. Uh, You know, I expected Chadwick Boseman to be great. He had slightly less screen time than I was expecting or hoping for. However, uh, the Wakanda... um, the Wakanda tease in the mid credit sequence, which is exactly where it should have been, was fucking brilliant. I knew it was Wakanda immediately from the level of technology. The fact that they're putting the Winter Soldier in Wakanda. We know he's coming out. Sebastian Stan has a lot of contract uh, movies left. Uh, I should say a lot of movies left on his contract. And adding the Winter Soldier, even if it's just at the end, to the Black Panther movie in 2018, would be... You know, I, I I don't even know where to put my expectations at this point. You know, that's the thing. Any minor disappointments I have about wanting more Black Panther in this movie are completely irrational. This is the best setup ever. I hope people don't think this was a token thing. If you don't know the movie's coming out and that he has his own really series going forward, I don't see how Ryan Coogler can't make Black Panther awesome and accessible enough to make it into a you know multi-part series. They're building a lot of this Phase 3 around Black Panther. They got the right actor. They got the right director. The Russos did the right thing and not overexposing us. So we're excited for more. And you add the tease where we see Wakanda with a giant Black Panther statue. Oh, my God. You know, again, Spider-Man was another thing I, I heard going into this for months, but definitely in the last couple of weeks when people have actually seen the movie, that, you know, Spider-Man was a highlight of the movie. I don't even like Spider-Man. I find the teenage Spider-Man persona kind of annoying. And, you know, Tom Holland was sort of annoying Spider-Man, but he was so hilarious. And he had such great rapport with Robert Downey Jr. You had Marissa Tomei as his aunt, who we 
clearly are going to get Robert Downey Jr. hooking up with Marissa Tomei in Spider-Man in 2017. I couldn't ask for anything better. She's the sexiest 51-year-old on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. She's so charismatic, and God bless them, they put him in the final tease. You know, the hero battle was great. It's been built up for fucking months and months and months since we've seen it. At the airport, they're going to clear all the civilians, just go at each other. Really lowers the stakes, actually, to take the civilians out and make it such a planned battle. The whole thing seems staged, Shakespearean style. But then you see the end of the movie, and you realize the end game of Daniel Brule, which was just for Cap and the Winter Soldier to fight against Tony Stark in another Sokovian revenge fantasy. Really just didn't add up, you know? I mean, Daniel Brule... Uh, Daniel Bruhl is a great actor, and he played the shit out of the part. It was compelling, just like Tom Hiddleston as Loki, because of his performance and his fucking skills. Didn't really add up the whole, you know, ploy to get them to fight each other. Like, he knew that that was going to happen or even be possible to happen. But by making Black Panther a bit of a deus ex machina, at least morally for the story, and not stopping it, but stopping him from killing himself... And, you know, realizing how much more complex the situation is than anyone else thought. And that is exactly what, you know, how and, and why Black Panther is set up this way. He's set up to not just be super powerful and super rich, but super fucking smart and perceptive, but also moral like Cap. Not, it's not a coincidence that we saw Cap with, um, you know, T'Challa in Wakanda in the mid-credits uh, tease, putting Bucky back in the ice temporarily. Everyone had a look on their face like they knew they were going to solve this problem. It was best solved in Wakanda. And the fact that Black Panther basically just said, if anyone wants the company, you know, get this guy. Good luck. You know, fucking come at us at Wakanda. We will tear you to shreds. We saw one of the uh, Dora Milaje, I believe they're called, uh, as female bodyguards, this female army of just, you know, strong as shit African female warriors. We're definitely going to be seeing more of that in the Black Panther movie. Yeah, I, I you know, it's funny. Uh, when I saw Age of Ultron, I was already looking forward to Civil War. And so I was looking, you know, I, I was looking into more deeply things like Tony and Steve's relationship that would feed into Civil War. But by the time this movie came around... The main thing I've been concerned about is Black Panther in February of 2018, directed by Ryan Coogler and starring Chadwick Boseman as the title role, um, who killed it in this movie. And so, the, you know, that that's what Marvel does so well. Marvel does so well to get you invested in all the characters, even if there's a few that you're kind of privy to. Like, I'm privy to the Scarlet Witch. I mean, to me, Elizabeth Olsen absolutely killed it in this movie. I don't think she's going to be getting a lot of the praise because of subtle performance, despite her crazy powers. Her performance itself was very subtle and understated. Um, you know, and the fact that she was quarterbacking the operation, I was just so sad to see her tied up. Um, but Cap's going to free her, and she's going to be loyal to Cap going forward, just like she is now. And this is what we need Chris Evans, which is that, you know, Chris, Chris Evans managed to take the Avengers, you know, off the map again, which is where they should have been in the first place. The fact that they were on the map caused this whole situation. Cap was trying to play by the rules. New Avengers facility, secret location, but the government knew where it was, all these sorts of things. 
And, you know, Robert Downey Jr., you know, not surprisingly steals large chunks of this movie. It has nothing to do with Chris Evans. It's just Robert Downey Jr. is just that brilliant. They set up how miserable and unhappy he is from a personal standpoint early on. And even though he tries to force Cap unsuccessfully to sign the Sokovia Accords and get the, you know, superhero registration act in order or whatnot, he's never happy. He's miserable the whole movie constantly questioning himself without having to say anything and so when we get to spider-man in the middle of the movie even though i'm not a spidey guy it's so funny his rapport with tom holland who plays spider-man and marissa tomei who plays aunt may and robert Downey jr is immediately attracted to and hitting on marissa tomei playing aunt may which is exactly why they cast her i know robert downey jr hasn't you know, officially signed on or didn't officially sign on to the Spider-Man movie until recently. But I have to think they're like, okay, who's the woman in her fifties and that's legitimately hot and sexy and have Robert Downey Jr. You know, be hitting on as part of a larger plot in a Marvel property. It's absolutely brilliant casting all the way around. So props to Tom Holland. I love Marissa Tomei as does George Costanza in most of the country. But, you know, this movie was a lot of fun. It had a lot of different tones. It definitely didn't feel nearly as cohesive um, or even coherent in some ways as The Winter Soldier. Um, But The Winter Soldier was a special movie. You know, the Russos were way over their head there and just exceeded so far beyond the expectation. Here the expectations are sky high. And uh, I guess I'll finish um, by saying, you know, I've long predicted, even before I knew uh, anything about Batman v Superman, I predicted that Cap uh, 3, uh, Civil War here, would make over a billion dollars. Then when I heard about Batman v Superman and then saw it, I was locked into my belief that this would in fact make at least $1.2 billion and maybe Avengers money. But I always say the Joss Whedon card... You just can't account for it. I know Ultron slightly underperformed by almost equaling the first Avengers, which broke every record and expectation ever. As cool as this movie is, and as many Avengers are in it, the Russo brothers are just not Joss Whedon in terms of rewatchability and just hilarity. And it's the comedy that brings people back. And that's something you know people aren't going to fully appreciate. Um, and so I still do think it's going to make 1.2. I don't think it's going to hit Avengers 1.5. And if anything, <laughs> I am well on track for my prediction that the X-Men movie Apocalypse, while it may not reach the money total of Civil War, could end up being the coolest and most fun. And the fact that during like Eminem ads and wireless ads and stuff, but doing it very funny using the powers of the young X-Men and the whole campaign, the stylization uh, of the fighting just looks so fucking cool in Apocalypse. Civil War it just continues, you know, the realism of the Winter Soldier, and that's fucking great. Um, and so I think we're going to go from not good with Batman v Superman to very, very good with Captain America Civil War to maybe the best with X-Men Apocalypse. I'll be building up to the next few weeks. Uh, no matter what happens with these three big team-up movies, three, three different studios, I'm going to have to reassess where I am going forward because it was the Winter Soldier 
that ultimately set me on the path of doing a nerd podcast. Uh, although it was many, 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 many months after that, before that happened. But that even got me into sort of modern nerd culture uh, in a way that I never thought was possible. But I loved the X-Men growing up, as I've often talked about. And I think that Brian Singer is still the best director, certainly the most experienced among the Russo brothers or Zack Snyder. And if that happens, I'm not even talking about money. Say it makes just under a billion, but gets really good reviews and is just considered an artistic achievement. That would be the crown and glory. Because the X-Men, you know, are, are still the coolest property in all of Marvel. I don't care how many Avengers you add. I love these actors. I love them all. Paul Bettany, very underused in this movie as the Vision. Love him. They're saving him for the future. You know, the X-Men are living for the now. And the success of Deadpool is exactly why they should be living for the now. So you'll be hearing from me again soon with a large roundtable, I think, uh, to talk about Captain America Civil War. And the bizzle is out. <laughs>